Running all my life, sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. Wanna slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. Wanna slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to a show. And I'm glad to be here. It's been a couple weeks. You know, I was on holiday breaks like everybody else. And there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the NBA, so I'm trying to catch up in the next few weeks to kind of get everybody up to tune as far as where we end the league. Obviously... I'm going to break down the biggest news in the next couple of episodes. We're going to talk about the whole James Harden situation right now. We're going to talk about the Kyrie. We're going to talk about COVID, potential trades, and what the league's going to do as far as how you're going to play players if they're less than eight players. As y'all just heard about that. So I'll break that down too in the next episode and what to expect going forward. Obviously, it's spreading within the league. So I hope everybody outside the league can stay safe as far as the fans out there, the the public, whatever it may be. Y'all got to stay safe as possible. The vaccine is coming around the corner. And I know some of y'all don't want to get vaccinated, but hey, at least the option is there. So in the meantime, just try to do your due diligence, mask, sanitizer, six feet, social distance, you know, the whole gang. So we're going to get into the whole the situation with James Harden. And it's just, to me, I'm not surprised it happened uh, of the stuff that built up to it. Last time I dropped the episode, it was a pretty much about James Harden, you know, pretty much getting busted for, you know, going out to the club and and stuff like that the second time, right? Not, not, not the first time, the second time. So that was the last episode. And obviously, we're going to get into the whole Kyrie situation. That dude's kind of went off the rails a little bit. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to dig deep in right now because this is about James Harden. And most of y'all already heard already. Y'all already heard. James Harden is going to Brooklyn. He's going to Brooklyn. And before I get into that, if you're new to the channel, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the like button down the bottom. You can hit the little bell to get that little notification. Every time I drop a video, you get it first. And if you're new, if like I said, if you're new to this, uh, I'm also on the audio right as well. I'm on all streaming platforms. The ones I've been listening and watching, thank you. Can't thank you all enough. Much love. So let's get into this whole James Harden situation because that's the talk of the town right now. Right? I mean, even... Trump getting impeached a second time. This Trump the news. <laughs> I like how I just kind of did that. Trump the news, right? Anyways, um, so James Harden going to the Brooklyn Nets. And obviously, he kind of put his hand to it and enforced the situation. They've been talking to teams trying to get the best package, right? Everyone's been talking about the whole uh, uh Ben, uh, ben Simmons situation or Jolin B situation, or you might get the whole entire Nets um, young corp as far as Chris LeVert, uh, Prince, uh, you know, Allen, uh, a couple of draft picks. Uh, Spencer Dinwood was talked about, but then obviously he tore an ACL, so he's out for the rest of the year. So then he got saved by that. And in the last couple of days, this is so I'm going to go from the beginning, what led up to today. And, and today's the 13th, January 13th, Wednesday. What led, what led up to today? Basically, James Harden 
Let me run his stats for you guys in case y'all haven't really been paying attention this season because there's so many games going on every single day. People kind of get lost in transition. But I'm going to go ahead and break it down for you. When the season started, and everyone was talking about his whole situation about, oh, he's out of shape. He has he gained 30 pounds or so. Yada, yada, yada. This guy's been clubbing in Atlanta and Vegas. Then obviously it goes to a strip club for a Christmas party, right? And all this other stuff. When the season opened, all that stuff that was going, you know, spiraling in the background, dude was playing great. I'm looking at the numbers right here. Against Portland, game one, 44 points. And then against Denver, 34 points. Then against Sac, 33 points. So the dude pretty much was dominating the first three games, right? Where it kind of took a turn is when the last five games. And obviously competition a little better. You have you have the Magic's who were on a good run, right? Uh, who they beat, obviously. But then you have the Lakers the last couple of days. Then you, before that, you had the Pacers, and before that, you had Dallas. So the whole entire the last five games, only won one game, and that was against the Magic's. They lost to the Mavs, they lost to Indy, they lost to the Lakers back to back, especially last night. You know, with the whole blowout situation. This is what he averaged the last five games. And I'm going to start from the most recent, which is yesterday against the Lakers, 16 points. The game before that against the Lakers, 20 points. The game before that, 15 points. The game before that, 15 points. And the game against Dallas five games ago, 21 points. And he's not going to the free throw line either. Five attempts last game, five attempts the game before that, zero against the Magics, four against the Pacers, and then 10 against uh, the Mavericks. But he's been averaging the last four or five, or five games roughly around 17-ish, 18 points. And this is terrible. I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible for a guy that we expect to score. So obviously something was brewing, right? Like, I'm like, okay, why is dude balling like that? He don't want to be there. It's, 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 it's that obvious. James Harden does not want to be in Houston. So he's forcing the hand. And then what's crazy about it, and I'm going to put this clip up right now, is that James Harden, after the loss to the Lakers last night, he came on the press conference and pretty much said this. I'm going to pause the music for y'all so that y'all can actually hear this. We're just not good enough. Um, you know, we just, we don't, we don't, uh, obviously chemistry, talent-wise, just everything. And it was clear, um, like I said, these last few games, um, they just, you know, from, the, from the beginning of the game, they were just aggressive, uh, vet, veteran team, obviously, uh, championship team, and, um, you know, one of the best teams that we have in this league. Um, you know, I love this city. Um, I literally, you know, have done everything that I can. Um, you know, I mean, this, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that uh, I don't think can be fixed. So, um, yeah. Thanks. He said this team is not good enough. I mean, how this team is not good enough? Let me, let, let me run the roster for you to one second. You have John Walter starting point. You got James Harden at the two. You got P.J. Tucker at the three or or, or House. Then you have uh, Christian Wood, who is the, probably one of the best signings in the offseason, to be honest. Dude's been balling since day one. If y'all don't know who Christian Wood is, dude's balling in Detroit. I'm not sure why Detroit let him go. That's a whole different topic. But he's balling in Houston. He got Boogie Cousins. How's that team not good? 
to me, arguably, that's the best time he had all his years in Houston, if you look at it. So we're not good enough. I blame him. The first three games of the year, he was balling. John Wall wasn't playing. Boogie wasn't playing. But when they came together, they started losing because he doesn't want to score. And obviously, this right here just was like, it was not a shocker, but he put it out there in public so everybody can just get on him, right? So reporters are going to ask John Wall, who came in the press conference, and this is a press conference post-game with the Lakers. So when John Wall came on and Boogie Cousins came on, man, I mean, they let it known. Ain't them. Ain't the team. So James Harden, obviously, this whole thing was orchestrated. He had this in mind because he knew the talks with the Sixers and the, and the Nets were heating up the last couple of days. It wasn't like Wednesday they woke up, hey, let's do this because of what he said. No, he's been hearing what's going on or going on between the two, three teams or four teams uh, about him getting traded. So he kind of just split it up, add some little uh, spice to it because everybody's been talking about it today. Next thing you know, he gets traded midday. So I'm going to run this whole entire clip by John Wall and see what he had to say about uh, James Harden's uh, situation. Any day, a lot of guys here is going to compete at a high level. And uh, like I told everybody tonight, and I told the guys before, when the 1 through 15 guys all on the same page, and they commit, they know their role, they know what they want to do, they know what they want to get out of this, and that's the win, you all will be fine. But when you have certain guys in the mix that don't want to buy in all this one, it's going to be hard to do anything special, do anything good as a basketball team. I've been on those teams. In my 11 years been in the league, I've been on teams like that my first five years where it was all about me, 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 not about the team. And that hurts. And it brings everybody down. So when we can get all on the same page, we can be something good here. And uh, we can't dwell it down on it because it's only been nine games. Like, come on, man. You want to jump off the cliff off of nine games? There's a lot of basketball still be played. You hear that? John Wall, if you heard the last part, John Wall basically saying, we only play nine games. You trying to jump off the cliff? Come on, bro. Obviously, the whole entire statement is talking about James Harden. Obviously, he knows what's going on. I'm not sure how the relationship is. It's probably like, what's up, bro? How you been? You know, much love. Let's hoop. But, like, outside of that, I don't really think they really connect. They don't vibe because they're two different people. They don't really mess with each other like that. Obviously, James Harden's circle is not John Wall's circle. Same thing with Buggy Cousins. And he had a point. It's only been nine games. Why are you tripping? Well, obviously, he knows that James Harden has been planning to get out of Houston since day one, before he even got traded to Houston. But it's funny how they actually come out and publicized all this. I mean, hey, it was, it, was, it was a legit question by the reporter. Man, you don't have to comment, bro. But hey, I guess this frustration is just brewing among everybody else on the team. Negative vibes, contagious. So I'm going to go ahead and run a warm clip for y'all. Boogie Cousins on what he said. And this one here is like, damn. What he said, I, mean, he, I like, that's what I like about Boogie. He keeps it, he keeps it legit, pure, 100, like very direct. Don't give it F. Let's run it. Me personally, me personally, I don't feel betrayed at all. Um, my interest in playing with John Wall, to be brutally honest. And uh, with that being said, um, the disrespect started way before, you know, any interview. Um, just the approach to the training camp, uh, showing up the way he did, uh, the antics off the court. I mean, the disrespect started way before. So uh, this isn't something that, you know, 
all of a sudden happened, you know, last night. But with that being said, like I said, this is the nasty part of the business. So um, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's what I like about Boogie. I mean, he was trying to get deeper into it, but then he realizes, like, nah, I said so much, so this is this is just part of the business. The part of the business is not you disrespecting your team, right, or, or the organization, especially a team that took care of you, that traded for you, that believed in you, and made you who you are. I mean, players don't do that. I mean, obviously, you take advantages of having certain ways compared to role players. Like, you can do certain things, like dictate a schedule or practice. Or maybe I'm going to go party in a different city because we won. We got two days off. Obviously, there's certain leverages that these players have. But abusing those powers, obviously, makes it look bad amongst your whole entire team and organization. So what Boogie said, and he didn't play with, oh, he didn't play with dude. This is the first time he played with, with uh, James Harden. But what he, what he said was he came here to play with John Wall to keep it on 100. I wasn't, it wasn't James Harden. I came here to play with John Wall, who obviously had history. Obviously, they played in, in Kentucky, right? They knew each other for a long time since they were teenagers. So this is the first time they want to collab together and work together. So obviously that makes more sense to what he said. But at the same time, he also kind of threw some shots at James Harden, which is obviously it's known, right? Disrespecting the team. His answers off the court, right? These are all obvious to us. We already know this already at this point, but for a player to say that, that means obviously everything inside Houston has broken down. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, that's good for Houston because what they received was a hell of a package. And I'll go ahead and run down the trade uh, transactions for you. So James Harden is going to the Nets, right? Then the Nets are going to trade Chris LeVert to Indiana, who Indiana is going to ship Victor Oladipo, who has one year left on his contract, expired contract, to Houston. And Houston is also going to get uh, Dante Exum from the Cavs, who the Nets traded. Chris Lever, uh, not Chris Lever, I'm sorry. Uh, Prince, Tayshaun Prince, or did I say his name right? Sorry, Taron, I'm saying Tayshaun Prince from, sorry. It's uh, Taron Prince uh, from the Nets and Jared Allen to the Cavaliers, who they got sneaky good, and I'll go ahead and break that in a second down for you guys. Then, obviously, uh, Cruz uh, goes from the Nets uh, to Houston and Exum, Dante Exum, who came out of Australia. He had his, all this hype. Uh, was on Utah for a little while and came to Cleveland. He's going to Houston. So, obviously, Houston, they got a good team. I mean, their team was good with James Harden. Obviously, obviously you lose a player like that, that kind of magnitude. Yeah, you kind of go down a little bit. But as far as future-wise, they got a good team. And sneaky good about the Cavaliers. Oh, my God. Cleveland, if y'all Cleveland fans, y'all should be proud about this because you just got nothing out of, out of something. You got nothing out of something. Basically, it was for free. It was like, hey, you can have these players. Obviously, Dante Exum is gone, but you already have three guards there, right? Deli Dova, Sexton, and uh, Garland. Sorry, Garland. Then you add uh, uh, Taron Prince, and you add Jer uh, Jared Allen. Obviously, they have they already have bigs, but hey, it's a good team. You add those guys on there, it makes, a little, it makes it a little competition. Uh, as far as Chris LeVert, finally going to be the man. Because I remember what happened against the Celtics. Dude was slaughtering. When they, didn't, when they didn't have no KD, when they didn't have no Kyrie, right, he was killing these guys. He dropped 52 points and 54 points in two overtimes against the Celtics. Dude was just going berserk. It was crazy. So 
I'm glad they got him. Young, he's a young talent, very skilled. Indiana has a good. They got a good pick. Obviously, Victor Oladipo. You know, rumors came out that he want to be in Indiana. Told team uh, uh, opponents when game ended, he wanted to be traded. Hey, trade for me, blah blah. The report came out during the offseason. He denies it, but that's how his teammates feels, and that's how other people feel around the league, who are tapped in, saying, "Hey, he want to be out of Indy," even though he publicly came out saying, "I want to be here." So obviously they shipped him out because if you want to be there, why would you ship arguably your best player? Him and Sabonis is your best player. Why would you ship him? It makes sense, right? And James Harden, you coming to Brooklyn? Oh, boy. I mean, let's talk about matchups, right? They can't guard nobody. <laughs> they can't guard nobody. Who's James Harden going to guard? Who's Kyrie going to guard? I, mean, I feel sorry for KD because you're going to have to play the power forward, if you keep it real. If Joe, Hart, if Joe Harris is going to be a small forward and you're playing the power forward, and I'm going to bring up the lineup in a second, I mean, you're guarding all the big four. You're going to guard Giannis, uh, Bam Adebayo probably, uh, um, uh, Siakam, uh, Jason T- Jason Tatum of the world, right? If you go West Coast, you got to guard AD. You know, you got to guard, like, big guys. And obviously, Zion and all those other players that might come up in the, in the list, but... It just makes it hard for KD. Now he's, I hope he's the KD of the Golden State Warriors where he's very good defensively, but I don't think he's the same player as far as uh, defensively because he's not taking that risk like he used to. He said, hey, I'm getting a lot of, I'm getting paid a lot of money. I'm going to play a few games so far, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it to what I know, scoring. So we'll see. You know, James Harden, can they play with Kyrie? Can they play with KD? It's going to be interesting. Obviously, their team is very depleted. As far as talent, Denwiddle is a huge loss. If they had Spencer Denwiddle, I'd be okay. They got they, they can you know they can survive a little bit. Obviously in the East, I don't think, I don't know who can beat them. Obviously, but when it comes to playoff times, when you need players to get rest, you get foul troubles. Who who do you have on the bench? So we'll see what happens. And then like I said, I'm gonna bring up the whole situation in a second. And um, before I kind of get onto that. So let's go back a second. So when that happened with the whole pre- the press conference with James Harden and John Wall and all that, the team came out the next day, which is today, this morning, and said this. And this is coming from Coach Silas. James Harden did not attend practice today because Coach said he felt it's best for the group if he wasn't there today. So obviously they didn't want him there, and then they got shipped. So I just want to add that in there because I forgot to bring that up. So the coach and the organization told James Harden after that press conference he had last night, don't even show up. Hey, stay out here until we ship you off, which they did. So now when James Harden is going to team up with KD and Kyrie, everyone's asking where's Kyrie at? Kyrie missed five games to personal issues, personal reasons. But obviously a video surfaced. Most of y'all probably seen it. If not, I'll, I'll throw the clip up here for a second. Him parting. You know, with his sister, Asia, and his father. Or is it Aisha or Asia? I'm sorry. If I'm pronouncing it, but I'm not saying the right correctly. But he's part of his sister for their birthday, the 30th birthday. At the same time, their dad, his their dad and her, and her birthday is on the same day, January 12th, which was yesterday. So they put over the weekend for that. But at the same time, Kyrie missed five games. All started from the Capitol rise that happened a week ago. In D.C., when those domestic terrorists attacked 
and attack officers, attack the capital, attack democracy, attack the constitution. And I'm not getting to this politically, but obviously those terrorists cause an effect, right? As far as sports wise, this is probably the reason why Kyrie is missing games. And, that, and obviously the reason why I come to that conclusion is right here, this zoom call that he took, the zoom call that he took was with a lot of people over 200 people or roughly around 200 people about what can they do as far as change the ways in America political wise, right? They want to change, um, you know, police brutality, how that thing works and, 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 and uh, inequality and injustice. But at the same time, you're missing five games, six games. Cause these antics and Stephen A. Smith came on and said, fired. Hey, hey, this guy should just quit his job. Just quit your job. Like just retire, bro. Go to win. Do what you got to do. We, we applaud you for what you're doing. But at the same time, you shouldn't give me, you should not be getting paid. So we'll see how that works. Cause Katie ain't happy with the situation. He's out here balling by himself, playing against the Knicks, obviously beat the Knicks. Cause they don't need Kyrie for the Knicks, but that it's, it's a concern. And if it, if it doesn't work out, guess who's the first one to get shipped? Ain't James Harden. It's definitely not Kevin Durant. It'd be Kyrie because of his antics. And I don't know what made him feel this way, but your obligation, obviously, you can do whatever you want with the court. The NBA policy. If you get paid that money, your obligation is to show up unless you're in, injured or you have a family emergency of some sort. Somebody in your family gets hurt, dies, whatever it may be. They may excuse you for that. The team will excuse you for that. But for you to go MIA, go partying without them knowing, now the NBA, and the NBA is looking to it because you're not wearing a mask, you're in a gathering, that breaks the health and safety COVID protocols. The same thing James Harden did. Now you got two of these guys on the same team who just broke the rules and don't care. So we'll see what the NBA does because if they do suspend this guy, it's about 469000 per game that he's making. So imagine you cut those checks. Oh, yeah, you'll run back. So hopefully he does come back for the Nets fans out there. Or if you're a bandwagon, I know everybody's going to be jumping on that ship. I'm still going to be repping my city, the town, the, the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, we're in Frisco now, the city. But, hey, we'll be back soon. Obviously, people want to, you know, dump their hate and make fun of it, whatever it may be. Hey, I enjoyed the ride. Obviously, so all your Lakers fans out there, I got the Kobe Bryant up here, you know, because obviously it'll be a one-year anniversary in a couple of weeks, so obviously, you know, Kobe was a big factor to a lot of people out there. People looked up to him, role model, mentor, what it may be. You know, we lost a great person, so, you know, we're saluting out to Kobe B. Bryant, his whole entire family, his daughter, obviously, so... So I'm going to go ahead and throw up the lineups for the, the, the players that just got traded. The James Harden, the Chris LaVerts, the Victor Oladipo. And see those three teams as far as their lineups. So the first team we can throw up in there is the Brooklyn Nets. As you can see on the screen, it's going to be Kyrie, James Harden, Joe Harris, Ke Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan. Now on your bench, you're going to have, obviously, you're going to have Green and Shaman, who came from the Clippers, and Brown, who came from uh, the, the Pistons. And then you have the French kid, uh, Cabrat. Can't pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Who came from the Sixers? You have Claxton in the center. Then you have you know Tyler Johnson who played for the Phoenix Suns in Miami. He, he he's your backup uh, two guard. And then you have Perry. And then you have uh, is it 
Chelsea? Chelsea. He's a point guard. Not bad. Um, not a bad. It's, a, it's not a great bench. I'll tell you that. So let's go ahead and flip it to the Houston Rockets. H-Town. I hope you all love this. You got John Wall, Victor Lodipo. And obviously the small forward is interchangeable. But I'm thinking it's going to be it, probably Gordon. Then you have P.J. Tucker. Then you have Christian Wood. Then the bench you have Nwamba, Cousins, Exum, uh, 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 House, Tate, uh, Macklemore, Brown, Jones, Martin Jr. So we'll see how that works. Then let's go ahead and flip it to the Indiana Pacers. All y'all in that upper side of uh, the Midwest, I hope y'all like this. Then you're going to have, uh, obviously, we start from the center. We have Miles. Sabonis, obviously TJ Warren's not starting. So let's take that out. It'll probably be Justin Jackson. Sorry, not Justin uh, Holiday. Then you have Chris LeVert, and then you have Brogdon. Now on your bench, you have uh, Justin Holiday's brother, uh, Aaron Holiday. Then you're going to have Lamb, which I think he's still hurt. Then you have uh, McDermott, uh, McC uh, McConnell, Summer, Stanley. I, and I like Summer. Summer improved a lot, uh, cr uh, crazy with no Summer League. That's a guy I want to watch on the bench. But that team's okay. It's a playoff team, but I don't think it's a championship team. Obviously, they have some pieces they have to, you know, get fixed. TJ Warren's going to be out for a little while. But if he's healthy, that's a starting lineup. It's not bad. I mean, I think all four teams, to me, y'all got better. Y'all did. So we'll see what happens with those teams and see how it works. But I'm definitely watching the game. February 12th, I believe. Or the 18th. I think the 18th is against the... No, 18th is against the Lakers. Nets, Lakers. I think everybody's going to be playing that game. And February 12th is against my Warriors. Come KD, come to the Bay. We're going to see that. Obviously, we might get smacked. But who knows? Steph Curry going to light you guys up. Man, can't wait, man, for those games. And that'll be it for this episode. Next time I get back into the studio, we're going to be talking about... NBA possible trades. I'm going to go in depth about the Kyrie situation, how that's going to affect the, the new, obviously, organized Nets or what it may be. Um, and then we'll go from there and see how that works and how that plays out. And hopefully those guys can um, come together and play against the Lakers, where we all want to see. Until then, y'all stay safe. Y'all be cool. Y'all try to protect yourselves as much as you can. 2021, I hope it's a better year than 2020. I'll see y'all, man. Y'all stay safe. Peace. One love.